Civic Radio. My name is Anna Randall and I'm Head of Strategy at London Borough of Lambeth. Welcome to Civic Radio, the series where we're talking to people and discussing ideas around civic organisation, participation and exclusion. Being a citizen means to me being part of something which is bigger than myself. So understanding that I'm part of a community or many different communities and the membership of those communities implies a sense of responsibility that I have towards those communities. I understand citizenship to mean that there is a reciprocal relationship, I suppose, between myself and the communities that I'm part of. We're talking to Anna today because she works for a London council with a unique approach. Lambeth is a cooperative council and that means that as, as a borough we are trying to establish more equal relationships with our citizens and work in new ways with people who live in the borough and work in the borough. And so a large part of my role is about operationalising some of those ideas, making them real, understanding what that really means in practice, understanding how we can work in new ways with people, how we can achieve the changes that we want to see in the borough in new ways, how we can empower people and how the council can shift from being a kind of traditional, quite paternalistic sort of provider of services into a more facilitative and enabling organisation which helps people to make the changes that they want to see themselves. When I'm sitting in Lambeth, it feels like what we're doing is revolutionary. It feels like we are doing something which I don't see others trying to do, and that the thing that we're doing is, is changing the, the conception of what it is that we think we're here to do as an organisation, shifting away from the paternalistic old model of we are just here to deliver services, but that is still really important, but we're also here to do all this other stuff with the community. I do think, however, that some of this thinking is going on elsewhere. There are other councils doing that. I'm not sure if they are trying to embody that thinking throughout the whole system, so the, in terms of the, the kind of whole approach to everything that they do in the way that we are in Lambeth. What we're trying to do is kind of embody this thinking about how we work with the community and what the community can do to improve life in the borough throughout our entire commissioning system um, and not seeing it as something that sits separately from the kind of, you know, massive tanker of the service delivery bit of the organisation that just kind of keeps rolling on as it always has done. So I think the whole system approach in Lambeth is possibly unique, but I think other people are doing elements of it. It was actually part of our explicit political narrative in Lambeth when we came up with the Cooperative Council idea that the traditional paternalistic model of state and service had created dependency and had stifled kind of creativity and innovation and activity in the community. I don't think that it's possible for everybody to suddenly kind of have a great idea and run with it. Um, just because the council stopped doing something. And actually, I think that's quite risky. And I, I would sort of see that as a, as a Tory narrative. You know, state kind of steps back and suddenly everything's marvellous and you've got, you know, picnics on the village green. It doesn't feel like that to me. I think the state has a role in supporting and enabling activity to happen. And, and I also think that if the state doesn't see that activity as part of its kind of wider ecosystem of stuff that contributes to outcomes then actually no one quite understands what's really going on. And the risk of that is that some people just get completely left behind. You know, the people on our estates who don't know how to access the internet and don't know where to go for financial advice, are they going to start organising themselves? I don't know. I don't want to assume that they're not. But I feel like the state has a role in, in ensuring that something is in place for them to support them and help them. You know, one of the things that we've observed in some of our projects is that, you know, there are 
some things about people's lives that make it really hard for them to get involved, you know, like ill health, uh, the fact that they've got lots of children to look after, the fact that they're working really long hours in slightly shitty contracts, the fact that um, you know, they don't feel safe walking from their front door down to the community hall, things like that. You know, those are real barriers. So not everyone's going to go off and become involved in a marvellous tech project. And what we've got to understand is how do we work with the people for whom it is not so easy? I kind of think that that assumption that when the state steps back, all, all this activity bubbles up and is, is just marvellous is a little bit lazy and risky. And actually, I'm kind of more interested in um, a state which takes that activity seriously. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to design it. It doesn't mean we have to do it. It doesn't mean we have to pay for it. I'm, all of those things, I, 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 you know, I, I don't agree with. But it means that we need to understand that it's happening. And, and quite often, what we've learned is that quite often we do have a role in helping it to happen. If we just stop picking up litter in the borough, people don't just automatically start picking it up. We have to start saying, it could be your job to help us do that. And these are the reasons why. And what sort of place do you want to live in? And what does it feel like to be a responsible citizen? It's our job to point that stuff out. It doesn't just automatically happen. So, yeah, I, my, my kind of interest and is in... Well, what is the role of the state? If we do step back from some of those services, what, what's the role then? And I think that there is a role there. Possibly this is the wrong word for what it is you do, but how do you go about commissioning civic activity? I think commissioning is the right word, and that's because we have a particular understanding and definition of what commissioning means in Lambeth. Um, in the most simple terms, what commissioning means to me is activity that achieves outcomes and that's very deliberate because we traditionally commission services to deliver outcomes and what we're trying to do with cooperative council is say a whole range of different things achieve outcomes and by outcomes we mean positive change in the area or in the community and so in Lambeth what we're saying is you know the activity of a community group or the activity of some neighbours or the activity of you know anyone who makes a, a positive kind of decision about something that they will do um, is achieving an outcome and therefore our role is to support and enable that activity to take place as much as it is to commission sort of services where that's necessary and sometimes that is necessary. I think what we're really engaging in is a big learning process about how councils can actually commission community activity. Sometimes it's about sort of specific interventions to change people's behaviour. So for example actually the conversation I was having before I came down to talk to you is, was about recycling on estates. Um, we don't recycle enough of our waste on estates and we're doing a bit of work to try and understand how we can improve that. And the starting point for that piece of work is a conversation with the residents on some estates to see why they don't recycle and how we could make it easier for them primarily and also whether there are different incentives that we could use to, to make them do it more or to encourage them. So that would be an example of a very sort of specific targeted intervention that the council is making in order to create an activity or, or a behaviour change in among a community. In other places, we are some sort of getting out of the way. Sometimes the council can be an inhibitor of that kind of community activity. So in some cases, it's actually understanding what people want to do and just sort of saying, you can do it. You know, We had a really interesting session a few years back about uh, open spaces in the borough and how we wanted people to take greater responsibility for those open spaces, You know, ranging from kind of looking after them when they're in them through to potentially managing them. Uh, we've now got a whole range of different projects which are enabling people to do that. But there was a sort of point at which we realised that actually what we really needed to say was these are your spaces, they're not the council spaces, they are the community spaces, you own them. 
you don't have to ask us for permission to do stuff. We want you to do stuff. So if you want to go and plant some bulbs, just do it. <laughs> and sometimes it's about testing different roles for the council. So the, the Open Works project in West Norwood has very much been about um, creating a kind of a platform, an open door for residents to come into a shop, um, which is the sort of embodiment of the cooperative council on the high street and say, you know, we've got an idea, we want to grow a project, we want to, to, to basically engage in some activity to make something better in our area, whether it's, you know, cooking together, growing, clearing places up, that sort of thing. And our role there has been, well, what we've been testing really is what is our role, and, and actually what our role has, has really been is to give people a little bit of encouragement and support about how to run a project, and essentially then just get out of the way and let them run it. And so... You know, those are three, I suppose, examples of the different ways in which we commission activity, but there are lots more. So are you giving people who already have ideas about what they want to do encouragement and support, or are you encouraging people who might not have thought about this stuff to think about it amongst themselves and to come up with ideas and to present those ideas to the community and to, to you? I think we're doing... All of all of that. So we're not. We know we don't have a dogma about the model that we should be using. So there isn't a sort of you know approach here which says we are about finding the doers in the community and then enabling them to do what they want to do. There is a lot of work going on to do that, but there is also a lot of work going on to understand well how can we get beyond the the, the people who will come forward the, the, the most easily and work with communities that wouldn't necessarily do that. So a good example of that might be the work that we've done around financial resilience and also around um, digital inclusion, where we have done some ethnographic research which has um, revealed, I suppose, that the people who, um, who need financial advice and the people who are digitally excluded, these are two separate projects, but they, they showed very similar things, are not people who will actually go to a kind of formal service for advice. Actually, they're much more likely to go to somebody in their community who they see as a sort of person who knows how to do this stuff. And so what we've done is we've worked with that. So we've got a DigiBuddy scheme where people can go and get uh, training, really, about how to use computer and use the internet from a neighbour. And similarly, we've got um, the, our financial resilience strategy. is about using those, I mean, you could call them community leaders, but they're really people who live in, in communities who understand, you know, what not to do if you if you need some money don't go to a pay, payday loan shop go to you know the local credit union and who can who are providing that in advice in a more informal way but it's actually much more effective so that would be an example of where you know we're kind of seeding community activity we're supporting some people to be able to give advice to other people in their area but actually we're not kind of directly providing a service and we are not necessarily working with the, the people who would naturally come forward either I think one of the things that we've done as part of the Cooperative Council is tried to create opportunities for engagement which suit the types of ways that people want to engage with us. So um, if you want an example of that, you know, I could talk about something that, you know, perhaps actually a resident of West Norwood, perhaps they don't want to engage with open works, they don't want to go and grow things with their neighbours or they don't want to stitch or cook with their neighbours. But actually, you know, if you're in your 20s... Um, you're, you've got some sort of design skills, you, you're interested in meeting like-minded young people in the borough, you can come and participate in a Made in Lambeth weekend, which is a sort of hackathon where we tackle a challenge in 24 hours and, and try and build something. And so, so the community there is two quite different groups of people and the way that they want to work with us is, is, is correspondingly different. We have some data from our resident survey, which is a, a more generic picture of 
the community in, as defined by the borough boundaries. And what we have noticed over the last few years is that there has been a drop actually in terms of people in the borough who want to engage with formal groups. And we don't quite know why that is, but what I suspect is that it's because we are creating lots of informal engagement opportunities and that, and that there's a sort of shift away from how people think about what engagement is. Um, you know, it's no longer necessarily sitting on your residence association. It might be going to a fresh view weekend and clearing up some, you know, clearing up a patch of land, or it might be um, coming to, along to a maiden Lambeth or whatever it is. And so I think we're sort of changing the nature of engagement um, in Lambeth, and I think we're changing people's understanding of what engagement looks like. If your particular asset is, you know, I don't know, looking after bees in West Norwood, well, I want to be able to help you do that. But if your asset is that you are, you know, 24 and you know how to build a website in a weekend, well, then I also want to create a hackathon which enables you to do that. The challenges that we uh, pose over the, the hack weekends are very deliberately and very obviously challenges which benefit the wider borough but what we're what we're trying to do is be a bit savvy about well how would you want to engage if you're 24 you don't want to in fact one of the really interesting things is that people are quite often surprised that it's the council that's sitting behind some of this stuff because if you ask a young person they might not really want to talk to the council but they might want to come along to a weekend where they get to build something and meet other people who also want to build something and so you know, perhaps we can be quite relaxed about whether it, people identify this as the council or not. Personally, I am quite relaxed, although others quite rightly are less relaxed about that. But the point is, you know, you should be able to find something that suits you, the way you want to engage, the skills that you have to offer and the types of things that you're interested in. Can you notice a kind of awareness of this sort of grassroots level move towards kind of civic mm. action? I can't honestly say that I have noticed a, a kind of upsurge of civic activity um, and that I can say that's different from what it was 10 years ago, for example. And that might be because I was doing something completely different 10 years ago and I wasn't sitting here and I don't know what was going on. However, my sort of sense and my suspicion would be that there isn't necessarily an increase in civic activity, but what there definitely is, is a much better recognition on the part of some parts of the state, and I would put Lambeth in that category, that those things are really worth supporting and that they are actually part of the sort of, you know, if you want to use the word service, they're part of the service architecture that can help us make the borough a better place. And, and so we've, we now see it as our job to kind of grow that and support it and, you know, commission it. It's part of our role to do that. Whereas before, perhaps we might have seen it as something that, you know, people just got on with in their own lives, but that didn't really have much to do with us because here we are delivering all of our big services. Do people ever respond badly or is it difficult to engage with people because you're seen as the council, as this sort of bigger force? Yes, <laughs> definitely, yeah. And we have really interesting discussions about, you know, it comes up a lot in projects like OpenWorks where, you know, the, the council, me, I come along and say, but we need an equalities monitoring form because we need to know who we're talking to in that community. That is really important, you know, to go back to the question about is this all, well, perhaps some of the assumptions that were underlying your question, is this about, you know, the white middle classes, the people who are the most articulate, the most able to engage? Well, we need to understand if it is and, and how we get beyond that. So we need things like equalities information, but that feels like the heavy hand of the council kind of coming along with a big, you know, council form and making people care fill it out and and so we definitely find places where the kind of 
need for data and that sort of thing that we hold because we hold the public interest and because we're funded publicly uh, conflicts with the spirit and energy and uh, informal approach of some of the civic activity. And that's, that's a kind of culture clash and we just need to work through it, I think. There's not really any getting away from what the council needs to do and what, what people want to do. We're just going to have to find a way of brokering it kind of successfully. We definitely have many, many people in our borough. I mean, we haven't completely changed the culture of the borough overnight. Most people will still see the council as, you know, the dead hand of bureaucracy, an organisation that doesn't listen, an organisation that doesn't enable. And to be honest, sometimes that is our job. You know, we do we do hold the public interest. And one of the difficulties around the cooperative council narrative that we experience is that it's the co-op council thing slightly makes people feel like we will do whatever they want. And actually, sometimes we can't, you know. We can't hold the public interest in Brixton and keep everybody happy in Brixton because Brixton is a contested space with different groups of people wanting different things from that space. And so and our job is to arbitrate and to act in the, in, the, in, the, in the public interest with a sense of, you know, where Brixton's going in the future and where it needs to go. And so we can do that in, a, in, as, in as a collaborative way as possible, but ultimately somebody does have to make a decision often. I think you've, you've kind of given us an overview of what you're doing here, but could you give a quite... and this doesn't need to be actually based on this, this could be completely imaginary, but a, an idea of what a new, a new ideal civic institution, public civic institution might look like. I don't think I agree that there is an ideal public civic institution because I kind of think the word institution probably undermines some of the nature of what civic activity really looks like and... Um, and so what I, I suppose I think is that what we really do need is for public organisations to think of themselves more as facilitators of civic spaces and civic activity um, while keeping in mind that public interest. Um, I don't think you could kind of create a, a particular organisation to do that. I think it's more about behaviours. There are lots of really interesting projects around the world where people are coming together and doing things that are good and interesting and which benefit their community and themselves. And that, I don't, you know, again, I don't think that's anything new. And we've taken some of those quite small models often and, and tried to grow them through projects like the Open Works here. So, you know, some of those, some of those project models were kind of borrowed from things that we, we'd learned from elsewhere. Um, I don't... I guess I don't really think that the fact that things exist elsewhere is necessarily that meaningful. I think really what we're trying to do is sort of say it's not really about the project models thing that we want to borrow. It's really much more about the kind of mindset and approach and the ways in which we work in order to facilitate and enable activity. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of useful to pick things up and bring them here, but actually it's the stuff that underpins those projects that we're much more interested in. It's the kind of, it's the mindset that means that we understand that it's our job to to help people do these things that's that's what i'm much more interested in and i guess like the things that work well work well because they're designed for the specific community in which they're in and actually that the shape of that probably comes from specifically what that community is yeah and not even necessarily designed for them but designed with them and by them quite often i mean you know we 
when I say that we're commissioners of activity, I don't think we necessarily always sit down and say, right, we want to commission this specific activity and we think these would be the right people to do it. It's, it's, it can be much more organic than that. You know, it can be about, like the open works, it's literally an open door. You know, we'll create an open door. You come in and tell us what you want to do and we'll help you do it. Um, there's plenty of examples of that kind of thing as well. And so I think it's much more about us being, you know, flexible and open-minded about the types of things that we can work with, really. Civic Radio. Civic Radio is part of the Civic Shop, which you can find at Somerset House in central London or online at www.civicworkshop.city. You can subscribe to these podcasts by searching for the Tech for Good TV feed on iTunes.